And welcome to the J-Train Podcast. This is J-Train Jared Free coming to you live from the Southern Quarantine Cabin in Boca, Florida. That's right. Mondays and Thursdays with your emails, your stories, your questions. I say it every episode. Let me say it again. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this show. We have started the year out with a bang. We've got amazing episodes, amazing guests, and you guys are really getting involved. I have to thank you. You're getting involved. You're commenting on YouTube. You're liking on Instagram. This is what it's all about. I need you to keep feathering my nuts. Keep taking that little internet feather and grazing back and forth, to and fro, side to side. Go a little bit too far back. I don't mind. Go to the, you know, go to the anus if you have to. That's fun. But just tell a friend, a coworker, a brother, a sister, a mama, a papa. It feels good. We love a sharer. We we share. We're doing family style with our podcast. Uh, everyone gets a t- gets a taste of the J Train podcast. I I I. It's it's right now the the as far as live shows are concerned, Tampa, Florida, Tampa, Florida. If you're out there. JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com, socially distant shows in Tampa, Florida. Uh, get the corn squad together. I'll have more as the dates come. Otherwise, I'm doing The Bachelor. The Bachelor's in full swing. Keep sharing those stories. That is huge. I'm putting a lot of work into The Bachelor. I'm doing The Rose Rehash. That's happening. That's the recap show. I love doing that. Let's... Let's all, everything. I, I, I got too much out there. Let's get to the show. I'm very excited about today's guest. A good friend of mine, hilarious comedian. He is known to me as my mom's favorite comedian. <laughs> the hilarious Lamont Price. Thank you for coming on. Jay Train. What's up, man? What's up, buddy? It's so good to see you. How uh, are you? What's going on? You know that, right? You know my mom asks about you on a weekly dude, or monthly basis. She is every every time I see you, because your parents go to all your shows. So like when I see you and I see your parents, and your parents are dope as hell. They're dope as hell. And your mom loves me, and I appreciate that. But every time your mom comes over and she's like, Slima, hey. I always look at your dad like, you know, like I'm not doing, <laughs> I'm just like, I got both hands like, yo, I'm just, my dad's he came calling. over here. <laughs> I was by myself, all right, with this gin and tonic, I was chilling and then she slid over. She so came you know, to me, yeah. Because I... your dad is, is cool as hell, but he's got a very intimidating look he's, to him. He's quiet, he's a smirker, he's also a winker. And I think with a wink, you're not sure if that's your death or your or a hug. You don't know if it's good or bad, it, you know, because and, and the wink can be creepy, too. Like, you don't know. Sometimes a wink's comforting. Sometimes my dad, he throws that wink around and it kind of feels like you're like, did I just get added to a list? I don't know what's going on. But it, I yeah. guess his kiss, of, his kiss of death is the wink. Yeah, like it's he, the man who winked twice. <laughs> oh no. Oh shit. He gave you the wink. It's over for you. Yeah. I have that you with You got to like, get out of town. <laughs> I have that with female friends of mine. Like I'll notice all of a sudden I'll look over and I'll see him like smile in a dad way, but then all of a sudden the wink gets in there. I'm like, "You need to stop doing this. This is not 
I don't know how this is being received. The the wink is the wink is hit or miss. When I was a kid, my dad, you know how your your parents try to teach you how to interact with like the opposite sex, you know, when you're growing mm. up. So when I'm like 11, 12, my dad's like, "Listen, son, all you gotta do, look her in the eye, give it the wink." I'm telling you. And my my wink, I didn't. He didn't train me <laughs> on the wink. Yeah, there was it, no it, it's orientation. It's a physically hard thing to do if you're not good at it. Like yeah. you could look like there's something in your eye. I was given the full like the trying not to even show this eye. I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, how come the ladies ain't flocking? Yeah, that it, it, there's you want it to sound. You want it to look like it sounds like a wink. You yeah. don't want it to. You don't want it to look like it sounds like a wink. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I, my, my, my my wink was like ladies. <laughs> yeah. I look like a monster from like an 80s zombie movie. I'm like, ladies. I want everyone to go follow Lamont. He is so funny. He is in Boston. We have a huge Boston following. I want all the Boston people, especially, so that when things open up again, we can go and see Lamont live because he's so hilarious on stage and with everything he does. So, at lpizzle12 on Instagram. It's going to be all over my social media. And he has a new podcast out. And I want you to tell people, because I like what you're doing. You're doing something a little different, which I enjoy. It's called the Lamont Experience. And it is in it is a partnership with a cannabis network. What's going on? Yes. Explain the Lamont Experience. And it comes out every Monday at noon. Uh, Mondays at noon, the Lamont Experience. You can find it on all podcasts app. It's also a part of the Boston Cannabis Week, and that's on Facebook, right? Yeah, Facebook and YouTube. Okay, and YouTube. anywhere podcasts, anywhere you get podcasts as well, just for audio. But for video, so, fa- YouTube and like yours, like YouTube, and we put it on Facebook. And uh, so whatever, anywhere. so whatever. Sorry to interrupt, but so whatever your pleasure is, just search. The Lamont Experience, and it will pop up. And I'll have Lamont's social media all over my stories and all over my Instagram, and it's at LPizzle12. So explain the Lamont Experience to the people. Well, uh, this this company, Boston Cannabis Week, uh, I've known for a while. I've done live shows back before the zombie apocalypse happened. I used to do they, – they, they host live events, uh, big music festivals. There's a lot of musicians involved. Uh, and they they reached out to me in the summertime and was like, would you be interested in doing a podcast? And I'm kind of glad they did because, listen, I'm lazy. And I probably would have just ridden this pandemic out watching Walker, Texas Ranger and not <laughs> missing a beat. Um, Seeing how many they, people don't get killed in that show. That he never show kills is, anybody. Nobody ever kills anybody in Walker, Texas Ranger. Let me, let me tell you something. No, actually, dude, people do die. Uh, people die? He, doesn't maybe- kill, he doesn't kill anybody. He's okay. very careful. I, but Walker, Texas Ranger has been my obsession. Um, it is easily the funniest TV show in the history of television. It is well, funny. It's it so used funny. to. Remember when it had that comeback? Remember, like, it used to be on TBS, like, at midday before TBS did, like, the sitcom thing. And yeah. I used to watch it all the time. And then Conan did this whole Walker, Texas Ranger lever and he would just like pull the lever and all of a sudden they'd play a random scene that made no sense. And you come to realize Walker, Texas Rangers has like thousands of random scenes. The whole show, 
That my first exposure to the show was was Conan's lover. And then yeah. you watch the scene and you go, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and then when I, I, for the first time, I watched a full episode at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm. You know, it was, it's on four times a day. And I, wa- and I, I realized, the, like you just said, the entire show is those clips. It, yeah. There's nothing, everything about the show is ridiculous. Like when they're sneaking around, like they're sneaking up on a, on a bad guy. And they're yeah. trying to be inconspicuous, but they're both dressed like fucking Yosemite Sam. Like, how are you with the with the ten gallon? They got the ten gallon. Like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta stay low. Like, how the ever changing love interests? Like, there's always some random woman that like is just in the town, just waiting for him to be there. Like, right? Like, isn't he? He ends up. He ends up there. So there are there are occasional right but there's one woman i watched the entire run over the summer really? i've seen okay. all nine se- nine seasons jared there's nine, nine. seasons it's crazy <laughs> they watched a, they watched an episode where uh where walker solved the kennedy assassination he <laughs> solved that shit and see in and, and, and and CBS said, let's do it again. Run it. Run 24 it. more episodes, baby. Uh, it, the show is it's fantastically ridiculous. I, so, I, 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 I can't get enough. I was watching it so, before we did this. That, that, so enough for Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I Back gotta, to the I gotta, I want to make sure you plug your podcast because I got us off track. Yeah. I used to watch that show all the time. But it is so <laughs> so the Lamont Experience is a podcast every Monday. It's yeah. with the Boston Cannabis Week. What do you do on the show? So we just, I mean, it's it's, it's like a clear interview show. Talk to musicians, comedians, uh, people in the cannabis industry. We don't necessarily talk about weed constantly. Like there's really, most interviews we haven't talked about weed at all. They just kind of back the show. Um, I am a, I'm a pothead, you know, so that was, I was, are you, see, I, I didn't, I actually didn't know that about you. I, I always thought you were maybe cause I'm drinking. So I just assume you're drinking whenever you we're like doing, do you smoke? Um, I'm not a smoker. I, every now and again, I, I have this, like, I really like a subtle high. Like I like a, a high experience. I like, I got my couch, I got my blankets, I got my popcorn. Like I'm in for a high day, but I'm not that's, in for that's like the way. That's the way to do it. I'm not trying <laughs> to. I'm not. Look, I'm not one of these weed heads that's trying to set records. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. you know, I you ever do like a um, I've done like college shows, and I talk about weed in my act, and then sometimes you do random college, bro, I'll smoke you under the table, and it's like uh, settle down. Like I'm not. Who needs all, no. that? I'm I not don't, trying to win the championship. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't need to be locked into a prison of my own thoughts and you know the, my own fears because that's what happens. I I smoke, I have a fun time, I laugh, I giggle, and then I'm like sit there and stop with myself for a second. I just kind of freak out a little bit, and, and I just don't like if I feel out of control with drinking. I feel more in control if that makes sense. Oh, I, I get it. And I think the reason why you probably didn't know is because when we're around each other, we're at clubs. We're at comedy clubs yeah. a lot. And there's really no – I'm not – I'm not like – I might not dip out to go, go smoke outside. You know what I'm saying? So I'll just be there and I'll drink. You know, but mm. when I go home, like I don't really travel with weed a lot. I'll just – I smoke at home mostly. 
And like you, I got, I'm just chilling. I got my snacks. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to set records or anything like that. I'm just like getting high. So these guys that I work with, you know, I've done live stuff for them and they're big into the cannabis industry and like all the dispensaries and stuff. And, um, they were just like, do you want to do a podcast? And I was like, well, let's do it. And, you know, Lisa Finelli, who you met briefly on our on our call about a few weeks ago, she produces it. So I don't have to do anything but show up uh, because show if I up, had to be do funny. anything more. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be useless. But I do a lot. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of cannabis weed related comedy shows podcast over the past few years what are those shows like when you do a weed related show are they mellow are they getting the jokes like what's the difference between a drunk audience and a high audience uh, uh, not as rowdy you know a high <laughs> audience is you might have to you might have to, you might have to go i think i think that person's dead just because they're like <laughs> <laughs> and as the comic, I mean, and it also varies, right? Some some events seem classier because it's like I've done cannabis dinners, mm. you know, they, they in the food, and I, I I'm no scientist when it comes to weed. Like I'm great at smoking it. I don't know the specifics, you know. So like I'll ask stupid questions, like, "Hey, how much? How many blunts is in this mac and cheese?" Like I need to know because the, an edible an edible high is well. A that's what I mean by losing different. That, but that's what I mean by losing control. Like I don't want to be in a position like where it's like where I'm like, wow, I'm high, and then they go, see you in three days, and you're like, I don't want that. I got things to do. I am on an edibles hiatus. I had I it was like a year ago. I had a Saturday night free. I had a bunch of edibles. I had a lollipop. And had a Rice Krispie treat, mm-hmm. and I'm playing video games, right? And I don't know any. I know how to eat the cookies and the brownies and the half. You take half, sure. and then you kind of let it ride. Lollipops, different story. I I go. Let me couple licks. Lollipop, put it mm-hmm. down. See how I feel. And the Rice Krispie treat too. Half hour goes by. Hour goes by. Oh, I feel pretty good. Stupidly. I forget what I'm doing as I'm playing yeah. Resident Evil and I put the lollipop back in and I forget it's there and I take the whole thing down and then it's a classic it story. This is what happens. Yeah. This is so I, it can get away from you. So I that's why sometimes like I, I, I have like one joint in my backpack that I probably had for like six <laughs> months and I'm just like like, a- like, I, like I'm such a baby with it. I'm just like. Okay, and we'll take one drag, and I'm like, "That's enough. That's enough for me." Like I'm like the the mom who has like a glass of wine and goes, "I am spent," you know. Like that that's sounds me. like an after school special. We found a joint in his backpack. You see those <laughs> specials? A six month old <laughs> joint. Well, Lamont, I'm pumped to have you here. I want everyone to go follow you at L Pizzle Twelve. Go yes, follow Yes, thank you. Le- Lamont is hilarious, and his podcast is great. I'm going to be a guest on it. It's called the Lamont Experience. That's a great way to get involved with his podcast. Is to kind of use me as your appetizer to the other guests he has. So let's do the emails. You ready? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Let's do this one. Sexual chemistry mismatch. 
Jared and esteemed guests. New listener here. Got turned on to the pod after seeing your hilarious Rose recaps. Thank you. Big fan and hoping to get your thoughts on a problem I'm having. I'm a 24-year-old female. Have recently gotten serious with a partner, 25 male, that I started seeing in the middle of quarantine four months ago. He's a comic and genuinely an amazing person. I care for him deeply. We have so much in, uh, fun together, and I know that we're both falling for each other. However, I noticed that it gets harder. It's harder for me to get in the mood to have sex with him, which is new for me. I'm usually a pretty sexual person, so this isn't a normal problem. And I think part of it is because I'm less attracted to him than than is typical for me. He is a bit on the heavier side, and when we started date, dating, it didn't bother me because we had such good chemistry, and he made me laugh. Now that we're getting more serious, it's becoming an issue because he wants to have sex more frequently, but it's hard for me to get in the mood. We typically end up having pretty good sex, but it's just hard for me to get aroused enough to go through with having sex. Do you have any tips on how I can overcome an imbalance of attraction? I really care about him, but sexual chemistry is important, and I don't know how to get around this barrier fatal unattraction so what do you think lamont first of all is that you samantha <laughs> <laughs> i'm kind of heavy set yeah, and, uh, I, you know, I, i'm you? waiting for the yeah i'm waiting for this to be my girlfriend just like yeah in the beginning it was fun and hilarious like yeah I, I, it is funny that like the laughs ran out she's like yeah this was funny now make me come and it's like you know, like that's a hard it's hard I, it's to like, deal with I've done my thing. Or I've done all I can do. The coming is on you. Like, I am all out of that. I can make you laugh, but you don't want to laugh at my... She's, so she's seen his act too many times. Well... It sounds like that's what's happening. Well, she's seen... I guess, you know, especially when you meet someone during this quarantine, it's a fast track. You're seeing a lot of each other. So I think, like, in the beginning where it's like, okay, we see each other every now and again, and you're like, he's cute, he's fun, he's funny. I, it, I, think it's, I think it's generally easier to get in the mood when you see someone less than when you see them more. So that could be part of the issue is that she's seeing a lot of him, and it's just like, and, and now she's going, yeah, I don't want to have sex all the time because we have, I have no like yearning for you. But, but her, her issue is that she's like, sh I, I mean... Do you have tips she's for how you can over She's not physically attracted to him. Yeah. Right? Now, so I wonder, though, was was she ever? You know what I mean? Because was it was it was the beginning more just like, I just need to be around somebody because of, there's no one to be around? You know what I mean? Like, is that it? Yeah. And then after a while, you just you realize, like, oh, I don't know if I like him like him, but he was there at a time when I had no one to be around. Yeah, that that's a good question because I think I think these are also very male questions. I think a lot of I don't think men like the idea of and this happens all the time. Women will be like, "You my like my girlfriend said it to me. And I'm like, "Don't say that to me anymore." She's like, "You weren't my type before." And then I got into it. And it's like, "No, no, no. I I want to hear when you're like I don't want to look back at our relationship and be like, "Yeah, she just like you know, like she got used to it. Like I, that's not how I was, guys, I was like, around enough, and she just, you know, she just said <laughs> fuck it. Yeah, like you, like I think guys have an ego, and and I'm not saying like you have to play to it, but I'm saying this is the reality of like guys want to feel like you're as into them as they're into you. Because I'll say this: not a lot of guys are gonna go out with someone they're not attracted to and give them a couple shots. I mean, that's true. Yeah, we're not. 
I don't know. We, that's our fatal flaw. You know, it, uh, that is our fatal flaw. If and and that's not to say that there's a certain type of attractive. Like there's a everyone's everybody's got to their thing. Everyone's got yeah. like what what I might not find, who I might not find attractive. Somebody else might go, yo. So exactly, but, but, we're, but we don't need, like to budge. We don't like need to budge. That, you need that yo. <laughs> you know, yeah. like every guy, yo. every guy needs that yo for a chick that they're seeing. And it seems like a lot of women will go. Well, he's a willing participant and he's nice and he's safe. So let's see what happens. And and we're coming at it from two different angles. Like our penis yeah. is too strict a dictator to let <laughs> us go on a date with someone we're not going yo about. Yeah. What are we doing? Where are we going? <laughs> we're going to see. No, I don't think so, player. <laughs> we're yeah. not tonight. I, do you think she can, there's a way to get over this? The way she – I think, I think, how she, I can overcome. I think she can. I think she can. I mean, but it also depends on how much she actually likes him, right? Because that's that's it. If 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 you're not sexually attracted to him, I don't know how long term this can go, right? If because that's, ultimately a physical relationship is a big part of the overall of relationship. And if you go, if you look at him and go, now, nah, then I don't see how far it can go. But in the meantime. If you like him outside of that and you see him, I mean, it's lasted this long. I don't know. I'm assuming that the beginning of the pandemic just started. So we're at almost a yeah. year now. And also, also, it sounds also like this could be like a microwaved marriage situation because everyone is thrust together in a way that, that there's no normal, you know, I don't want to sound like I've been watching an old TV show, but there's no more courting. Yeah, well, you know, the, like, that we're that, here. That that's my original point is like you have so much of each other that it doesn't matter how attracted you are at the beginning of this quarantine. You're now just like, "Ah, we've done that." You know, like I I think there's a little bit you're used to each other. So, I think it's I don't think you can get like when she asked, "How do I overcome an imbalance of attraction?" I don't think it's something to overcome. But it's something to say, okay, will a different atmosphere make me more attracted to them? Will us having dates in different ways? And if those things don't work, if you say to him, hey, I want to do like a a, a, a a night where we get dressed up and we do a quarantine dress up night and let's do that. And you do, you know, come at him with some creativity to try and switch up how you hang up. If it's just how you hang out. Like if you're just sitting on the couch next to each other every single night, you're going to get the same result. You're going to have the same dry vagina. It's not going to change things. But maybe she's talking, you about, say that- she's talking about me, Jared. She's talking about me. <laughs> like, it's just it. Hey, Lamont, can you put on some classier sweatpants today? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I guess. But if 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 she said to him, "Hey, like, let's do like a fun like dress up dinner where I'll cook and you uh, get the wine and and then maybe there's like, oh, okay, I now I'm attracted to him because I'm seeing him from this angle and as opposed to the same old angle." But I agree with you. I don't think this is a long term solution. I think there's a point where you have to. You, overcoming it is not a way. Is not a way anyone wants to be with someone. So with no. someone that overcame their unattraction for them. I, I think that if the world were normal, they this would have been a month of hookups, right? Mm. And that would have been okay. 
I he like he might have done something great that made her go, oh, this guy, I like this guy. He's hilarious, and his jokes are going to get me through a month. And then now, but now you're stuck in this. It's really where are you going to meet somebody else right now in this situation? Absolutely. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. I love Solo Stove. I love it because it extends your living space. Right now, all of us are, 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 are feeling the confines with which we live. We are all feeling our space. We are all becoming accustomed to all the nooks and crannies of our home. But what Solo Stove does, it gives you a little extra area, a place where you can you know, play, you know, melt some s'mores, a place where you can read a book by the fire on a cold day. And I love that. Solo Stove creates story-worthy moments, fireside fumes not included. The stainless steel construction is designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So little smoke, you'll wonder how there is so much fire. No campfire smell on your clothes and hair, and nothing left but ultra-fine ash for easy cleanup. From camp stoves to backyard bonfires, Solo Stove products are portable and built to last. Easy to light with a few bits of starter, your fire is blazing in minutes. Take your Solo Stove with you on the road and set it up on your rooftop or backyard, and Solo Stove is so confident in their products, they're going to give you a lifetime warranty with every purchase. I got to say, I love this. This is a creative solution to what's going on in the world now. It makes your home into... An après ski winter wonderland. Even in the summer, you're going to use it because at nighttime, when the stars are out, it gives you fun experiences you never would have. And again, with the smoke being out of your eyes, that means you're using it more. You're using it for more fun stuff, and everyone can gather around and have a great time. So no one needs a reason to gather around the fire. Solo Stove just t- took away any reason not to. And now you can get 10 10 10 $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN at checkout. Just go to solostove.com, and remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com, JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Here with Lamont Price. At El Pizzle 12, the Lamont Experience. That's the podcast. Go download, go subscribe. Where is the line of genuine, uh, what is it called? Where is the line of genuine interest in love bombing? Do we? Are you familiar with love bombing? No, I mean, I don't know. What's the, what's the definition? Um, the love bomb, so I guess love bombing would be that you just like throw a lot of like, I'm going to find a definition because the way I know it is you say a lot of things that are love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection. It can be used in different ways and either positive or negative purposes. Psychologists have identified love bombing as a possible part of, of a cycle of abuse and have warned against it. I think it's like basically, I mean, that like is a very up, technical like, like way. A, sounds like a pickup artist. Like those pickup artists? I've always known love bombing is like, you come in hard and fast. You're the best. You're the most wonderful. You're the most gorgeous girl I've ever met in my entire life. So that you use all this language that would come from someone that loves you to try and convince them into loving you. Like to try and get them to... So I, I, I think it happens a lot where guys come in so fast and hot before they have sex and then they have sex and all of a sudden they're like, I'm not ready for a relationship, even though they just said, you're the most amazing woman I've ever met. That, you know, 
The per if you say you're the most amazing person I've ever met, and then you have sex, and then the next day you go, "Hey, I'm not ready for a relationship," then you lied at some point. Well, that's see. Well, then yeah, that, that sucks. That's that's yeah. you being disingenuous. You know, I, I never knew that was a that, that was something that would work. You know, I felt like if you're saying all that stuff, you have to already have sort of an idea of where your relationship is at. Like you, you're what? new to this person, and you're already with the. You're the greatest person of all time. You're that, and like you start doing the Homer, Homer Simpson into the bushes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Into the bushes, gift. I would do that, but I think a lot of people. I think the confusing part and the part that's very human is that we're all looking for love. Like we all want love. We all want someone to love us, and sometimes people dangle that over our head. Like I have the love for you. Oh, you gotta, <laughs> and, and you go. Okay, and you can you can become intoxicated. Let me read the email. This guy is love bombing right. me, and we never met. Well, oh, I mean, God. at that point, I have to go get away from this guy. Like, let's That's stop these talking. Nuts. She writes, "Well, I'm trying to to give it a chance and not be so jaded. This is the problem I have. Is like people will write into this podcast and they'll be like, well, 'Well, I'm trying not to be. Why are you trying to go against your gut? Your gut just told you this guy's love bombing me.'" Back away, and you're going, well, I don't want to be... Because this is what happens with love bombing. People go, well, how do I turn down love when it's right here? You know, it, it, it's... Love bombing sucks so much because... And it happens on um, The Bachelor a lot. The TV show The Bachelor, where people get to the end of the show, and they're like, well, I have love. I have the thing. I should get engaged right now. If I'm the one that turns it down, what kind of an asshole am I while so many people want love? So like what she's saying that when she says I don't want to be jaded, she's responding to other people who don't have someone telling them how great they are, and it's like that's not your responsibility. You, it's not your responsibility to not be jaded, yeah. right? You, you, I mean, you you have your life to live. You can't. I think you right. Like people don't want to be alone. People see yeah. their friends hooking up, getting married, and then they think that, and it's all about society telling you what you should do, especially like by a certain age, you should do. By 35, you should be blah, 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 with blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And I think people go, oh, my friends. I've heard so many people say, well, all my friends are married. And now it's like, who fucking so? I know. Trust me. It's hard. They won't be married in five years. <laughs> I told my friends, <laughs> I told my friends, I always date guys who aren't really into me. So I'm working on it. But like, where is the line of genuine interest in love bombing? This guy has explicitly said he's interested in me, which is great. Awesome. But he's never met me. He reached out to a friend of mine because he saw me on social media. With the holidays and his work schedule, we've had to push back meeting. It's been a few weeks of texting. I'm not a fan of texting with someone extensively like how is your daying each other to death before the meetup. Uh, he sends heart and rose emojis and calls me babe, baby, etc. It all just feels like a lot. When he knew I was watching The Bachelor, he told me I would get his final rose. Am I just used to dating jerks or is this weird and love bomby and red flag? Random, yes. but he asked me if I was on the nice or naughty list twice, which once would have been one, one too many. That's weird, right? I can't decide if I'm just being jaded, bitch. Or not, haha, my mother and friends think I should give him a chance because he's conventionally attractive, he's got a cool, good job, and actually likes me. So what do you think? Uh, Jared, I don't want to be dark, but this is how people get kidnapped. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm You're sorry. Right. I, I wanted right. you to read the whole I wanted you to read the whole email, but honestly, sure. 
after two sentences, I was like, run. Yeah. This guy sounds creepy. Like you've never met him. I you know, you watch those shows like Catfish and uh what's the other one? 90 Day Fiance. I've watched those shows. And I I understand that you can meet somebody online and talk to them and not never know that they're not who you're talking to. Anybody can get caught mm. up in that. But to fall in love with a person you've never physically met, that mm-hmm. that this is there's something and you say her it says her her parents are like, go for it. Yeah. Yeah, the mom uh, and her friends because he's conventionally attractive and has a good, cool job and actually likes me. <laughs> to I, me, I, I, it sound, ahead, it, if you're good looking enough to have someone see you on social media, which yeah. any of us could be, but if, you, uh, if, if, if it's within one guy, it'll be within many other guys. So yes. let's, not act, let's not act like he's the last flight out of Saigon. Like this isn't, this isn't your last and only hope. You're a beautiful person who has a lot to offer. The way your mom and your friends are speaking, it sounds like they're speaking from a place where they either already have relationships or they're sick of hearing your shit. So maybe you're, you should be done talking to them about this stuff because they're tired and they want you to find someone so that they can stop being a counselor like. for this. So there, you know, but I would say to this person, Lamont and I had the same exact thought. We heard hearts emojis calls me, babe, 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 I'm out because God. here's the, here's the thing. When someone introduces me to someone in the context of there's no way I could fuck them. I don't want to meet them. So, so like, like when someone <laughs> says like, 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 right. They're a pain. Yeah, in the ass I to mean, meet. Uh, hey. So, and, and this is why, um, when the guys have girlfriends, they're very much more real with you than when they do don't have girlfriends. And the, in this scenario, She's like, I would never be like if if her and I were to meet, I would go, yeah, I can't do it this week. Maybe next week. Uh, Shoot me a text the day before and let me know your schedule. Like if it was like a meeting, but because it's a date and this guy's trying to get you to hold back your inhibitions, he's trying to, hey, babe, good morning. How are you on the naughty or nighty list? The the naughty or nice list line is... Sorry. Get yeah. out. Run away. That's because that because, because what he's trying to do in that text, and I'll tell you this right now, guys who want to have sex try to inch up to sex with the texting. They want to get agreements over text. So he wants to get you to say, I'm on the naughty list. He wants to let you know I'm ta- that he's into sex. He thinks of you in a sexual way. This is run away. It's not going to work out. This is not the person to deal with. It is a waste of time. I, I honestly, I don't know her. Obviously, I don't know her or her psyche, but I honestly think she needs to be alone for a while. Like yeah, I, if she's ready to just jump in. It sounds like she's dealt with a lot of assholes. Mm. Right. And her parents so, are like, this guy doesn't seem like one. He's got a good job. Everybody else you dated was broke and and shitty. And to take jump at the first. Yeah, because the babe line, you ever meet, you ever, this might not make sense, but you ever meet somebody, hey, just some like a dude even, and you meet them and you know their, their formal name. But then you mm. learn they have a nickname, right? And everyone they know calls them that nickname. 
I have to know you well enough for like six months before I start yeah. referring to you by your nickname. Because I don't feel I, comfortable. I don't feel it's my place to just start throwing the nickname at you because I don't know you like that yet. Well, that's him trying to convince her that they're closer than they are. So and that's just, it, yeah, that's a liar. And 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 it's, it's just like it, we are two red-blooded American male. And we are sitting here going, uh-uh, not right. And 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 he, what you what you said is right. Like she's got to take some, like it doesn't seem like she's meeting the right people. I mean, I, I, again, if you're meeting people that are just seeing you on Instagram, I would dig into friends, family, start hanging out with them, and stop worrying about the guys because it's gonna come. I don't think it's gonna be a problem. J Train No, J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with. Lamont Price at L Pizzle Twelve on Instagram, the Lamont Experience. That's the podcast. Guy refuses to spend New Year's Eve together. <laughs> long story long story short, I've been dating this guy the past three months. We agreed to not date other people at the beginning of December. I'm hosting a small New Year's Eve gathering with four of my friends and their boyfriends slash husbands. And the guy I'm dating just told me that spending New Year's Eve together seems like moving, quote unquote, too fast for him. He's always play. He's also played the same card when I asked him to cook me dinner one night since he's always bragging about his cooking skills. He told me then that maybe one day he would, but he didn't feel comfortable doing that yet. Basically, all we do is spend three to four nights a week together, Netflix and chilling. Everything else I've brought up is, quote unquote, too much, quote unquote, too fast. Should I run for the hills uh, on this one? I'm tempted to pull the plug over the New Year's Eve situation alone, but don't want to be too rash. Thank you for your help. What do you think, Lamont? So wait a minute. So he, so she had a New Year's Eve party or mm-hmm. gathering, and he said, I don't feel like it. He said this is too moving too fast for him. Okay. Now, I, I wonder, though, like, was it – because, you know, with this pandemic and the, the gatherings, was it maybe – he didn't really want to be around that many people. Did she kind of allude to that? No, uh, this is I. I'm gonna take her at her word because she did write in quotes too fast. I don't. I think that would have been said in the email had she okay. had it happened because to me this guy is actually being as honest as he thinks he. This guy thinks he's being honest, but I don't believe him that he's being honest. Well, because. He, he seems like he's in it for the hookups and and she's seeing more. And where are these ladies meeting all these emails? Where are they meeting? <laughs> I can't get a text. You're telling me. <laughs> this big country, me. Lamont. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dating apps are a wild place. I, <laughs> I'll say, I'll say this. I, I, I don't believe in the too much, too fast thing. Like, this person that wrote in, she's been seeing this guy three to four nights a week. They've been together. They've been seeing each other for three months. Right. She invites him to a party because she is a smart person. She's as smart as you or I. She's probably smarter than us. Maybe she's not. Yeah. But she's not crazy. She wrote in a very nicely worded email. So let's assume this person is of average mental standing 
the average mental standing in your mind, you thought to yourself, now this is appropriate to invite him to meet my friends and their husbands and boyfriends. And he said no. That means you two are on two totally different pages. You want two different things. People think this means, oh, we're on two different pages. No, no, no. You're in two different books that get to different endings. Yeah. He is in a book. He's reading a book where this ends the minute things kind of like open up again and there's more options because he's not really you know, thinking that this option is going to be the, the, the one forever. So he's trying to hold you off at the gate. He's trying to keep you at Netflix and chill and never get to friends and husbands. Yeah. And he's yeah. doing that as long as he can until this whole thing clears up. And he, because a lot of people date lazily, you know, like I think he's just sitting in something that's comfortable and you're looking to make it uncomfortable by moving it forward. And he doesn't want that. I would, and, I would not, and he doesn't seem like he's going to be honest about it, because if no. he does, if he is honest, he'll lose his failsafe, and it seems like she's his failsafe. Yeah, well, well, the honest part, he does think he's being honest. He's like, I'm letting her know, I'm not looking to be too much, but he's not ending the sentence. He's not going, hey, this is too soon for me, and it probably will always be too soon for me until the day I die, because I'd never see myself marrying you. Like, that's a right. hard thing for him to say, that he also, I don't think he's thought, I, I tend to think of the best of people, I don't think he's thought that far ahead. Well, I mean, I'm a guy who tries to be as honest as possible with situations just because I've learned that it, it's easier uh, mm -hmm. if you're honest. And it, but I, I learned that always there's always people who don't either consciously or unconsciously while trying to hold on to a situation. Like, I'd rather be honest and have her go, I right, peace. Because then well, in my mind... I, I don't, my luck isn't good enough to have that kind of karma where I can just be a douche and think I'm not going to get hit by a bus in two weeks. Like, I just got to go, hey, look, this is what I'm about. And I've lost out a lot because of that. So there are a lot of people who don't, and it always makes me go, wow. Well, yeah, well, there's an element that he's kind of doing that too. He's saying this is too soon for me. He was willing to lose her if that didn't make sense to her. To me, like to me, that's what you're doing and what he's doing is like, here's the contract I'm offering. I'm willing to be this much. I mean, his answer is the answer. You know, she is disappointed by that's too soon for me, right? So this, she, now, but now she's got a decision to make, right? Now he, he is his. He slid his contract offer over. Yeah. She has to decide whether or not she wants to sign on for the extension. You That's know what exactly I'm saying? What now, now it, but if she signs on for the extension, then what? Can she go back and go, wait, can we negotiate while we're under the deal? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, is there an opt out yeah. after yeah. a few more months? Well, oh, that, that's she's, got, she's got a decision to make. Well, that's the thing. If she agrees to his contract, then there's going to be when when does she get his offer of too soon or his rejection of too soon and say that's enough. And he's going to keep doing too soon until she leaves him. He will yeah. never leave her. That's the that's right. the really the, the horrible part.
The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Figs. Figs is celebrating the awesome healthcare professionals putting themselves on the front lines this holiday season. They're the new icons, the risk takers who are doing doing more than we can ever imagine, whose game never stops. Figs makes the perfect holiday gift so these heroes can conquer the most challenging 24-7 game there is. I gotta say, Figs um, is the one sponsor I get like so many messages about and it's from healthcare professionals so and it's them thanking me because these are like the Rolls Royce of attire if you were in the healthcare field I have the pants they're very comfortable they're wearable you can wear them out you would look great going somewhere to go pick something up do some errands um they're made in in they're made with like the yoga waistband and I I gotta say I love everything about the pants but I love even more that healthcare workers like this is something that is a key part of their life. So if you have a healthcare worker in your life, um, I know the holiday season's over, but this is a gift they're going to love and appreciate because I know a lot of them will say, you know, because listen, they're not cheap. They're doing a high-end, beautiful product fix. And so a lot of them are saying, well, those are my... My 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 Friday my Friday scrubs and it's like why don't you help someone in your life who's a healthcare professional make their you know help make their Thursday a little bit better make it so they don't have to wait till Friday so Fig scrubs are designed for comfort safety and functionality Fig has a special proprietary Fion X fabric that features Silverder an antimicrobial and four way stretch technology they use the same fabric to make face masks with a replaceable BFE activated filter. It kills germs wherever you go. They're also ridiculously good looking. That's that's the thing. When you look good and you like how you look, you start walking better, you work better. So listen, if you're a healthcare professional, thank you for your service. Thank you for doing what you do. This is a great thing for you to look into. If you have someone like that in your life, Let's let let let's fix them up. Let's let's get them suited up. From classic V-neck to straight leg pants. They even have styles with yoga waistbands. Those are the ones I have. Great. Plus lots of pockets. Some of their styles include over 10. They make lab coats, jackets, totes, even compression socks. In response to COVID-19, Figs has donated over 35,000 sets of scrubs to hospitals and they've donated $100,000 to organizations that support Black Americans pursuing careers in medicine. So, this is a company doing good while making people feel good. Figs wants you to wear the scrubs you deserve and enjoy 15 15 1 5 15% off your first order with code JTRAIN15 at checkout. And if you're not working on the front lines, thank someone that is because Figs will give you 15% off too. Head to wearfigs.com. That's W E A R F I G S.com. Enter code JTRAIN15 at checkout. Love your scrubs. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. JTRAINPODCAST at gmail.com. Let's do a dude email. Is that okay? Bring it on, man. This is a, a 22-year-old guy question. So let's be oh. the grandpas and give some uh, advice to a young buck. Come on, Sonny. First time, long time. Saw you live a few months ago. Had a great time. Recently developed some rapport with a girl at the gym. For background, I'm a 22-year-old man, post-grad, who recently moved to Cleveland. She requested to follow me on Instagram, and it appears she has a boyfriend based on some photos. I didn't go into the DMs because of this, but don't want to totally rule out going for drinks because I'm not positive she's in a relationship. Some people don't delete old photos, so it's tough to say for sure. Admittedly, I would bet that she is not single. What's my play to find out for sure without it being weird? Okay, so we're talking about 22-year-olds. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm old. I would just ask her. But yeah. uh, what's his move? I, I don't. 
I haven't been that age in so long. I really don't know what the ins and outs of uh, how he can just dig around. I don't think you dig around. I think the – I wish someone would have told me at 22 – Honesty and vulnerability will be the answer to all your questions. The more honest you are, the more vulnerable you are, the the, the better off you're going to be. If I'm this dude, he said that the woman followed him on Instagram. Okay, so she's followed you. She's given she a positive you. sign. Yeah, yeah. She, she requested to follow me on Instagram and appears she has a boyfriend. I, I think you can play a little dumb. Hey, I, I would send a DM being like, hey, I've seen you around the gym. Uh, just wanted to say I, I've always, you know, always noticed you around the gym. I, it kind of looks like you have a boyfriend. I'm not sure. Or let me go back. Hey. Um, I wouldn't even say that much. I wouldn't even say the boyfriend. Yeah, no, I wouldn't no, even no, bring no. that guy up. I'm, I'm not sure of your relationship status, but I'd love to do a drink sometimes. That's what you say. I'm not sure of your relationship status, but I'd love to do a drink sometime. At that point, you've let her know. I think you're attractive. Hey, seen you around the gym a bunch of times. I've always, you know, hey, I've seen you around the gym a bunch of times. It's just saying, I think you're cute. That's that's the code word for I think you're cute. Right. Then it's, and then it goes, um, I'm not sure of your relationship status. Now you're being respectful. You're letting her off the hook, but I'd love to do a drink sometime. Here's my number. You drop the number. Done. Right. Now the ball's yeah. in her court. Now it's like, okay, uh, she can write back. Oh, that's so cute. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm actually seeing someone. I'm so flattered. Fine. No problem. Good luck with everything. And you walk away. She followed you. I have a feeling that that happened. That doesn't happen for no reason. That happened for That's a reason. That's true. Like so she, just, she sought you out. Did he give her? A little bit. Did, did he give her? Obviously, she, she got his name and then said, let me find it. You know? Well, we don't know. We don't know what happened because he said she requested to follow me on Instagram. We don't know if he liked a couple of her pictures. We don't know what the deal is, what happened before. I just know a lot of guys, and a lot of guys will be like, oh, yeah, she requests to follow me. And it's like, well, did you like 30 of her pictures in a row? Yeah. Maybe? You know, like, you so- <laughs> I would say, I would say, like, check all the all the captions under the pictures with the guy and sure. see how many times she says something like, I'm so happy with him. You know how they say, <laughs> it's, oh, it's so great with him, with the heart. <laughs> if there's like three of those, then you just moonwalk. You got to moonwalk. J train podcast at gmail.com J train podcast at gmail.com here with Lamont price. Let's do a little bit of a longer email. I actually forwarded it to you. It has attachments. So we're going to close the podcast with an attachment email. Is that okay with you Lamont? Oh uh, yeah, man. I just forwarded it to you. I said it to your email. You have it in front of you. I, I don't actually dude. this is crazy. Cause, uh, I can, I'm actually doing this on my phone. Really? This looks great. Yeah. I didn't know it was on your phone. Yeah, my computer uh, uh, about a month ago. The the camera is older, so the don't worry about it. Shitty. So I'll read I'll read both parts, but we'll put up the. I have screenshots, is what I'm saying. Okay. Okay. Jared, longtime listener, thanks for doing the Lord's work. I'll get straight to it. A few years ago, I uh, I 26 moved to a new city and became friends with a mom 38 whose daughter I babysat. Okay, so. She moved to a new city, became friends with a mom. She babysits the mom's daughter. Our daughters got along great, so it seemed perfect. She was going through a lot at the time, divorce, DUI, probation, custody battles, depression, etc. She had also moved to the city around the same time, so we became close friends quickly. 
I was her rock, and because of my nurturing nature, I enjoyed it as well. I always felt like she was a tad bit selfish, but blamed it on all the stuff she had going on at the time. Fast forward a few years, and she's doing a lot better and has a bigger social circle, and it has grew, and, and as it grew, I felt myself being faded. I was, it wasn't a f- uh, big deal at first. I'm not a needy person per se, so I didn't let it bother me. I was pregnant uh, during quarantine, and that combination took a huge toll on my mental health, and it got worse after I gave birth. I reached out to her many times, and I never felt like she was actually there for me. She only came to visit me once for after giving birth and would always say she was coming over but never did. We live about 50, 5, 0, 50 minutes from each other now, so we can't just show up at each other's doors anymore. Several times that I knew I'd be in her area, I'd let her know that we would make plans only for her to cancel and forget the day of. The week before Christmas, she told her tennis buddy, uh, she told me her tennis buddy hurt herself and she was going to visit her. Said friend lives 35 minutes west of me and said she would come over and spend the night at my place after. I had recently made the decision to take antidepressants, a decision I'd been battling with since quarantine. When I let her know, she didn't seem interested, but she offered to pick up my prescription on on her way to my place, and in return, I paid for her gas. Long story short, she got wasted and didn't show up. She texted around 9 that night saying she couldn't drive because she had too much wine. I was so upset because not only was that the millionth time she let me down, but she knew that what a huge deal my medication was to me. I ended up picking up my friend, my meds at her friend's house and she put them in the mailbox so I didn't even see her. Wow. Oh, that's not nice. Uh, wow. I'll attach our convo from the morning after. They're labeled one through six for easy reading, LOL. Thank you. <laughs> so so let's. I'll read them one through six. She, thank you for labeling these. Okay. She writes, I was going to swing by, or, or the other person. So this is the other person. Okay. The, the friend. The friend. I was going to swing by. And then the emailer writes, I need a break from this friendship. I'm sorry. The woman writes, a break? I haven't even seen you. That's fine. I was trying to make everyone happy by visiting. I understand that I disappointed you by not coming yesterday, and I'm sorry. I hadn't slept well in days, and I felt if I got behind the wheel, I would get in an accident. The emailer writes her, I was a stop on your visit to your other friend. That's fine. People grow apart and circumstances change. I'm just tired of pretending and investing in a relationship that isn't equal. I can't count on you and it's causing me pain. Right now I need a strong support system and I have to stop forcing this friendship. It's not healthy for me. This person writes back, that's absurd. I was stopping to my friends for an hour and then I was supposed to go see you to spend the night. I wanted to spend more time with you and that's why I planned it like that. I never intended to stay at her home. That was the plan all along. So she was like, do you want a glass of wine? And I said, okay. And I got so sleepy. The email I wrote her back. That's okay, but I've been feeling this way for a while. I try not to make rash decisions. And I thought about this. I was there for you. Even when uh, I didn't understand what you were going through or didn't agree with certain things, I tried my best to be a good friend. Maybe that's all it was meant to be. And that's okay too. Not all friendships are meant to be forever. Then this person writes back, some are, and I would say this one is. I'm sorry you feel that that way. I certainly never intended to make you feel that way. I have faults, and one of them is selfishness. Selfishness. I know this is about myself, and it's something I need to constantly work on, but I need you to communicate it as soon as it happens. Don't let it build up, because I honestly don't even realize I'm doing it. 
And then the emailer writes her back, you asking me to do that is selfish. I don't have the emotional strength. I agree with her. She's like, I have a problem with selfishness. Can you tell me when I'm being selfish? No. No. It's not That's not how it works. That you, yeah. when, you're, when you care about someone, you take notice that you've been acting like a dick to them and you say, hey, I'm really sorry I've been a dick lately. I, That's I, not mean, I think we've all been in those situations. I've had friendships where I felt like, okay, I'm putting a lot into this friendship. And it yeah. seem that it's not being reciprocated. And you have to you have to have a talk with yourself. Like, do I want I don't want any I don't want to be around anybody who doesn't want to be around me. And sometimes yeah. that might hurt. That might be a you know, some bad medicine to swallow, but that's medicine you need. Like if the person doesn't want to be around me as much as I want to be around them, then I at some point I'm making a fool of myself. At, so, at some point, I, I yeah. yeah, I'm working too hard for this. So let me go back to the email real quick. Okay. Uh, you asking me to do this is selfish. I have to. I I don't have the emotional strength. And then the person writes back: All close relationships require work. Communication in, in everything is essential. And then the uh, this person writes back: I'm tired of doing the majority of the work. It's not healthy. Then the person writes back: It's the way I'm wired. See. That's not taking responsibility. She's not taking responsibility for it. She's going, it's your fault that I'm selfish. Right. Not she's the, saying, it, it, you have to let me know all the things. I don't have to do anything. I'm no, just it, chilling. I'm just wired. When people say that's how I'm wired, that's them absolving themselves of responsibility. It's the yeah. way I'm wired. I don't realize I'm doing anything wrong. If someone doesn't let me know, then I have no clue. We are all different. You know this. I don't want you to feel like you're doing the work. And if you feel like it's uh, it's not healthy for you, then you need to let it go. It sounds like people the around email, this person have enabled it for a long time. And so she's just yeah, used to being like just shitty. Um, this person wrote back, I know, but I know, but I can't be that person anymore. At least not right now. I need someone for me. I'm the I'm the one that needs the support this time. Can't you see that? I've been struggling and you're one of the only people that knew. Um, then she, the woman writes back, is your mom still there? I have time this week. I don't have kids and can bring my laptop, do work and stay with you a couple days. It was my plans to visit you. I want to see you. She's gone, but my cousin is coming on Wednesday. This person writes, I love you. Happy new year. How are you? And then she wrote back happy new year. So they've gone. So then the emailer writes, so how can I accept, uh, get her to accept that I don't want to need an occasional friend? And to top it all off, she then made it seem like she wanted to come visit for a couple days the following week and then never got back to me until New Year's Eve. Oh, yeah, that was the last text. So the last text, she says, uh, so she goes, asks about her mom, and she says she'll come over. And then she says she's gone. My cousin is coming on Wednesday. And then she writes later on happy new year i love you so december 21st was the one see that's where i don't buy her december 21st she goes well what's with your mom where can i stay i'll bring my laptop and she goes she's gone and she leaves it open-ended and then this person doesn't even make the effort then they're happy new year so yeah, i'm with the, the this, yeah this, it's, it's it's not good she then made it seem like she wanted to come for uh, the following week, and then she never got back to me until New Year's Eve. I know this isn't the traditional relationship email, but I need some friendship advice because I might go crazy. What would you? I mean, I would. What? How would you advise this person? Do, do you just uh, say? I mean, I don't think there's anything left for her to say. She said her piece. It, it, for me, it's like this. Look, if if I'm friends with somebody and they're giving mm -hmm. me that energy, right? And then I, it's there's not much I can do about it. And that person is going to be what they're going to be. And it's not my job, like you said earlier, 
to advise this person that they're constantly doing that. So I, I respect the decision made by this person. I'm not in this person's, I'm not on this person's radar. That's just yeah. the way it is. So I clean break it. And I don't mean clean break it like, oh, fuck this person. No, 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 no. If I see you, what's up? It's good. Yeah. All right, bet. But I'm not going to go out of my way to that's, that's... be around you anymore. Because I realize that that's not, you don't see me as that type of friend. And that's fine. So I have to decide how much abuse I want to take. I think sometimes that's a very male way to go where you're like, hey, I'll be cool when I see them. I think sometimes and I mean, like a lot of women write into this podcast with their relationships. They're like, I want to be in a relationship. I want the label. And a lot of guys sit there avoiding labels. I think, you know, when when I get in, if I think she did her due diligence. She let her know, hey, I feel like you're not working hard in this relationship. Then her response to that was to defend how she operates in the relationship right. and then accuse her of not telling her enough of when she needs to change her attitude. So this person has shown you who they are. I, I agree with you. If it were me, it's a good to see you. Um, it, and listen, and, and not I even would, like, and not even with any animosity. No, no, animosity. no. Yeah. You have you to let it go. To feel how you feel. Yes. I just have to decide how much of that I want to take on for my, to, yeah. on, on to my plate. That's all I'm that with is. you. I'm totally with you, Lamont. And I think, I think also like it's. She wants to write Happy New Year. That makes her feel good. You can get back to that, or you cannot. I wouldn't concern yourself if she writes back to you. Hey, where were? Why didn't you get back to my Happy New Year? Hey, I told you where I stand. I told you where I stand. You know how to work. If you want to make a plan to come see me, like I'm here, but I'm not gonna sit here and get canceled on ten more times you know, and keep getting my hopes up that a friend's going to be there for me because I tried leaning on you and you weren't there for me. You blame me. And it's like, I I think you've, to me, this person has tried their best and yeah. that sucks that, you know, and it's like, again, like you've, you don't have to explain yourself anymore. You've, you, you've written your piece. The more you explain it, the more it feels like you're not like sure of your answer. And I think you should be pretty sure. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. Like, no, that was it. That was it. No, it's tough. Podcast at JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Lamont Price, thank you for coming on. This was fantastic. Yeah. Everyone go Everyone go follow Lamont at LPizzle12 on Instagram. His podcast, The Lamont Experience. Go, go, go. Get subscribed. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. We'll be back next episode. Boom.